Hi, my name is Joy from HealingJoy.com, and I'm a spiritual medium. I haven't always been one. Actually, I grew up in a traditional Chinese family and became an engineer. So my entry into the metaphysical world wasn't easy because honestly, I wasn't looking for it. Trust me, telling my parents that I wanted to leave the corporate world and do readings and healings for people wasn't the easiest conversation to have. But me coming to terms with being a medium in this intangible world of the supernatural, spirits, guides, other realms, it's been a challenge. And I'm still struggling to say what I do for work when I meet new people. This podcast is for me to share with you some of those challenges and to help answer some questions that you may not know who to ask or where to start from. I've been developing and working as a spiritual medium for over 10 years now, and I want to share with you some of these experiences in the hope that it can help you out in your own journey. Because I'm recording this from my house, apparently the most soundproof place is my closet, so welcome to The Closet Medium. Hi everyone, for today's podcast, I actually have two special guests with me. Two spiritual friends of mine, Nicole and Claire, have joined me today, and I thought it'd be interesting to just ask them about how they work with spirit. For me, how I work, I usually have a mix of clairvoyance, clairaudience, and clairsentience. So clairvoyance, it's like I see a 3D overlay of the picture in my head projected onto whatever my environment is in the reality. And that sometimes is shown in symbols or, you know, even sentences or colors or words that come to mind when people ask me questions. I also am clairaudient, so I hear things, whether that's like a silent subconscious voice in my head or an actual sound that I hear in my um, outer ear. Then I also am clairsentient, so I feel things and feel sensations, whether that feels good or feels right, something feels right, like a gut feel, or that just feels wrong. Or sometimes if I'm tuning into a person or a person that's passed, I can actually feel what they're feeling, even physical pain or emotional pain. So those are kind of the main three senses that I work with when I work with spirit. So I'm just opening up to these ladies. So I'm not broadcasting from my closet, and I'm in my living room with my friends Nicole and Claire, and I thought I'd ask them how they work with spirit. So Nicole, if you'd like to share. Thanks Joy, and hello to your your lovely listeners. Um, So the way that I work is very kind of similar to Joy. There's a couple of crossover points there. Essentially, I would categorize myself as clairvoyant, clairsentient, um, medium, I guess. Um, I have... The, the best way to describe this is that when I get messages or uh, inklings or any kind of information about or around people, I predominantly get it via symbols similar to joy in my, I guess, for want of a better word, third eye. I get sentences and I guess from that I need to piece together what that means for the person that I'm sitting in front of. I also get shown, um, in a clairvoyant sense, I get shown films as well, almost like short films are being shown to me. There could be moments in time that have been in the past, present uh, and future. So for that reason, I would absolutely say I'm clairvoyant. I have the ability to foretell things that are about to happen, but mostly my strength lies in reading people in the present, I would probably say. I very rarely get clairaudient uh, information. I'm mostly, I guess the best way to describe it is I see feel a lot of people ask me 
do I see apparitions? Can I see spirits around me? And the best way to describe it is that I don't visually see them with my human eye. What I see is I feel, I see feel. So I can almost kind of sense them near me and I can at most make out a, an outline or, or, but I feel definitely feel their shape. So I think I would say that my strength is clairsentient. Similar to Joy as well, I do get gut feelings. I get um, physical attributes of things that have happened to people that I'm reading. I think uh, the, the way that I get the information, it's almost like having a telephone conversation with my spiritual guides. And my main guide is the person that I speak to on a daily basis. His name's Jerome. And I know that might sound ridiculous to some listeners, but it's true. Um, and he will kind of step in if I get stuck, I guess is the best way to describe it. But if I'm sitting in front of someone, I can sense their spiritual guides around them and I can sense my guides around them. And each guide that I have has a different purpose. So I guess the best way to describe it is that they will step in for whatever purpose, um, they need to relay information for the person that's sitting in front of me. One other skill that I've figured out that I have, which has come to me later in life. And it's intriguing how after you have certain things happen to you personally, that you can almost open up to different skills. I don't know if the other girls probably talk about that in a minute, but things can open and change for you in the way that you read and in the, the way in which you receive that information. And I've figured out that in recent years, I can actually, I'm an, uh, an animal intuit. So I can actually speak to animals, um, which I hadn't realized I could do until I just started getting sentences in my head uh, from different animals. Now, this is something that uh, intrigues a lot of people. I, it still intrigues me, to be honest. I'm, I'm probably, well, ironically, I'm probably your biggest skeptic in terms of being a, a clairvoyant, clairsentient medium. I'm probably the most skeptical one out there. <laughs> I'll take the Pepsi challenge on that any day. But when I started to get sentences from animals, I almost thought I was going mad, to be honest. But um, I have to say the difference in reading animals is that they're incredibly clear. They give you things without any ego filter on them whereas humans messages for humans come through with it with a certain amount of filter on them and you have to decode that i guess is the best way to describe it but animals give you clear words clear sentences they're very very i find them very very easy to read what can i read you ask cats i can read the easiest it's intriguing that there's an association with the psychic world with cats i think there's there's something to that um they definitely do have a sixth sense and dogs are a little kind of not tricky to read, but they, they give you shorter words, I guess, because they're usually kind of more wound up and less chilled than cats. Birds I can communicate with. People have asked me if I can communicate with insects. Haven't really tried it yet. Don't really kind of plan to either, to be honest. Um, yeah, so I guess that's my skill set. That's how I get information. Now I guess I pass the mic to, to Claire. I guess it happened for me a few years ago where I joined a meditation group and I started working on the breath and breathing and from the breathing I was able to let spirit communicate through visual images and also to 
send me specific messages through my voice. So my voice might change and I will allow the message to come through and I kind of take a back seat and allow that message to relay itself. So that is how I started and eventually I sort of grew to being able to hold objects like watches and rings and get a sense of a movie would play of a moment or a potential future moment or something that might have passed and then I would communicate that message to the person whose object it was and they might get something from that or realize um, a particular message from that. I might not actually have a clue what that message is, but they will then be able to connect with that and, and work from there. So they're, they're my sort of skill sets that are slowly developing. And I think as I get older, more things kind of evolve and I'm starting to hear uh, voices as well um, that are attached to film. So I can, a sound has now been added to the silent film, if that makes sense. So now I can, now I can hear things as well and some voices might be added to that and, and the picture becomes clearer as I'm, I'm practicing the skills. The pendulum as well is another way I can access questions directly and, and help answer questions that I might have for myself as well. So thank you both for sharing how you guys work. And I don't know about you guys, but I find um, you constantly evolve. You constantly evolve based on your experiences. As you were saying, different teachers that come in work with you differently. You have to kind of understand. And what I mean by teachers is I, uh, I believe we all have a main spirit guide, but we have different guides or teachers that come in at different times in our life and they work differently. They communicate with you differently in different symbols. And sometimes you might feel a shift in energy and you might just feel like, oh, something doesn't feel quite right. Um, but it kind of doesn't feel bad either, but you adjust. And usually I would say that's a new spirit guide coming in and working with you. I find for me, and Claire just mentioned how she's now getting sound added into her silent films. Um, when I was developing, Whoever was with me at that point, I felt very tested. I would get very reliant on my clairvoyance and seeing things. And then one day they said, okay, we're going to work on your clear audience today. And I would be like, what? what? What are you talking about? And literally, suddenly I couldn't see anything. I wasn't getting any more symbols anymore. I had to work on that skill of um, hearing and hearing what things were coming to me. Or they shut off clear audience and be like, okay, we're going to work on your clairsentience today and work on, um, you know, what you feel. And, and that's kind of how I developed. And I guess I'm mentioning that is um, I feel that a lot of what we do is like a muscle. It's like you need to practice it to, to fine tune it and get used to it, not only just to the guides, but to trusting yourself with that muscle. So I don't know if you guys feel the same way or... Yeah, I think that's really interesting, Joy, is that uh, what Joy was just saying about how your skills evolve. I absolutely agree with you on that. Like I said, with the um, the animal um, intuitive stuff that I'm getting that happened later down the path. But what's intriguing is that the way that you get things morphs, just like Joy said. And I've found that when you add other things into that equation as well, example that um, Claire said about using a pendulum I found the same thing with um, uh, 
psychometry is that by holding people's items, it almost made the messages clearer. And I often find if I get stuck when I'm trying to read someone, I'll ask them for an item that they own and like all of a sudden the message kind of, it almost makes the telephone line a bit clearer for me. Um, And likewise, uh, crystals is something that I've added into my repertoire. Um, You know, different crystals do different things. I don't know. I always thought that crystals were a bit, you know, of BS to be perfectly honest, but they're not. They actually have properties and they can really help you uh, if you're practicing, like Joe said, which you should do, and flexing that muscle because it almost enhances things sometimes and makes things clearer and easier. And sometimes you don't know what will work best with you until you try. Oh, someone was showing me something about um, reading auras and like I can sometimes see the colors and sometimes see things, but other times I'm just squinting and I'm like, nah, don't see anything. I don't know, but you won't know until you try usually. Yes, it's interesting about auras. I never thought I could read auras. And then I came across a person maybe a couple of years ago who I didn't realize was very ill. And I didn't see the aura, but the the word green was in front of me, dark green. And I looked up what dark green meant just on the internet. It was a fairly basic color color aura association, but it meant that that person was quite sick. So I was able to go, oh, okay, so that color is associated with that feeling. And maybe that's only happened one other time when someone was extremely angry and I felt these black spikes coming out of their head. So, and maybe for me at this point, it's only about extreme energies that I can read and maybe the more subtle energies will develop. I don't know, but it could be something that that eventually evolves as, as you kind of exercise that muscle. I'm just curious for you two, is there something you're working on a new skill recently because for me for some reason I am working on charm casting I'm working with charms it's a type of symbolism it's like reading through symbols almost like in a teacup but little charms so I'm, I'm learning that are any of you working on anything particular yeah at the moment I am I'm working on detaching from um, the ego, I guess is the best way to put it. And that's taken me a number of years even to recognize that that's what it is I'm trying to do. Because once you detach from you being a part of these messages, the messages become clearer, to be honest, and they come thick and fast. And I guess I kind of got to a point with some personal issues where I wasn't getting as much information, um, I guess because I was focused on my own life. And I figured out that once you take yourself and your quest to get things right and do a good job, I guess, um, once you take that out of the equation, things start to filter through a lot easier and a lot quicker. I guess that's the best advice I can give people. But I'm I'm still in a process of just trying to do that. And I've been doing this for, well, probably subconsciously for many years, but actively for, yeah, a really long time. And that's taken me a long time just to recognize that. And I think that... I think the reason it's taken me a number of years to get to that point is that when you first start kind of getting an inkling for this kind of stuff, you automatically think that you're going mad. And I think that in that process of figuring out that, am I going mad? Are there voices in my head? Is this a mild form of schizophrenia? Or am I just getting what I'm getting? Um, That there's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of um, 
the people that you do divulge information to, certainly with me, I can speak from experience that I, I told my mum about this and she pretty much did not want a bar of me after that. So I think once I got past that hurdle, it's taken me this long to get to a point where you recognise it's not actually about you. It has nothing to do with you. A- absolutely not one iota. It is you are a, you're a light worker. That's the best way I can describe it. You are a light worker. And, and once you embrace that, and come from a place of not making it about you and trying to get things right, you know, getting an A on the reading. And look, I think a lot of the time as well, going back to flexing the muscle thing, the more you practice and you get feedback from people, you get enough feedback from people that you're right. You kind of go, oh, okay, maybe I do have a thing here. Maybe this is something that I can actually do. So that's that's what I've been working on. So it was really long-winded, sorry. Oh, but okay. uh, like... That's what I've been working on and it's taken me ages to get there. I think for me, um, working on the pendulum has been a a major thing that I've been working on maybe in the last seven or eight months and really getting confidence in that. And once you've spent some time with it and realised that the answers they're giving are actually occurring, then you that confidence kind of builds a bit of a momentum and then you get start to realize that it's not just your imagination this connection that you have that it's something that's tangible i guess the other thing that as i was listening to to the girls um, talk about really for me it's also about not only being open and not letting your ego block anything really allowing the flow to happen but also asking your spirit guides to help because if you don't ask, then you're not going to get, you know, Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. And I think he had something going there. Um, I really do. I think, I'm not sure if that, that's actually what he meant. But for me, when I listen to that phrase, I really do connect with that. I think, okay, so if, if you want to have that flow happening through you, if you want to be a conduit for something that's bigger than you or I, then you need to be open and let them know that. And I think once once they know and have confidence that you are ready, then they will allow those messages to come through and you can be a help on this earth plane. That was beautiful. I totally agree. Um, it's a gift that's a two-way kind of gift. You being willing to receive and be that conduit to the human interaction in this reality and them being the connection up there. Um, and being a conduit for you as well. And so it is two ways. It's letting them know and yourself know that you're ready to kind of let go and trust and do the work. Um, and it's, it is scary because it is trust, trust about you and whatever this thing is outside of you to, to give you a, the guidance that um, you need to work. I agree. I think that's a process in itself. And I think one thing that I find with people when I do read them is they consistently say, oh, can, can you just tell them or can you ask them if, and I always say to them, they can hear you. They can hear you. And just being okay with knowing that they can hear you and exactly what Claire said before about just ask, that was a huge lesson on my journey. It, once you recognize that you just need to ask and also they can hear you, things start to just flow from that once you start if I can give any advice to anyone wanting to practice this kind of stuff and you do need to practice start there just seriously start there that's a huge thing to start doing well thank you both for being here today it was really wonderful to have you give your perspectives on connecting with spirit 
And on the topic of connecting with spirit, we're going to do a meditation today that will help us connect with our spirit guides. So if you have a candle, go ahead and get it and light it and get yourself seated in a comfortable position. Breathing in, exhaling out the day and everything that's been talked about and just settling into you, settling into your space, into your body and into your breath. Breathing in, exhaling everything that doesn't serve you. Breathing in light. Breathing in that light of that candle a little bit deeper into your body. Feeling that light, starting from the top of your head, opening up your crown chakra, having that light come through, only for your greatest good, only for the highest vibration, asking your guides for protection, forming this protective bubble around you, breathing in, breathing that light down now through your face, through your spine, feeling yourself cleanse. A little bit further now, having that light expand now across your chest, into your heart center, down through your fingertips, feeling yourself relax. Slowly witnessing your breath as you take another breath in, breathing that light further down now, down your spine to your stomach, feeling your stomach relax, every muscle in your cheek, in your body, in your back, your throat, just relax. As you start to find peace in yourself and get yourself settled in this space. Breathing in that light now all the way down through your legs all the way down to your feet. Having it all come out through the bottom of your feet and connecting into the earth. You find yourself floating in this bubble of light. Only your energy, only for your greatest good. And whatever you wish to allow in is in your control. And we have the opportunity here for you to ask your guides, your angels, your higher self to join you in this bubble of light. A way to connect a way to balance and a way for you to sense their energy. Feel that bubble of light expand as you welcome one of your guides in. Imagine them stepping through that bubble and joining you. And in this moment, just taking notice of any shift in energy or feeling in your body. What does this guide feel like? What does their energy feel like? Is it warm? Is it nice and cool? Do you notice any colors? 
you notice any smells or sounds. Take a moment and just observe the energy of this guide. What is that that they want to tell you? What is it that they want to share with you? What is the energy they wish to pass to you? And for this moment, just connect. Allow yourself to connect. Trust that you're safe and you're in total control of the space in your bubble. And when you're ready, kindly ask that guide, that angel, that spirit to leave. Feeling your bubble turn back into your energy, into your space. And again, notice the difference. Notice the shift in energy, the feeling, the warmth, the coolness you are back into yourself and back into your own space and you might decide to try this again taking another deep breath in and asking another guide a teacher or angel to come in and step through that bubble to join you notice the shift in energy around you this time See if you can notice a difference between this first one and the second one. Does it feel heavier? Does it feel lighter? Does it feel male or female? Take the time to connect and welcome this new energy into your bubble. What does this being of life have to offer you to part its wisdom and knowledge and energy? Take a moment to listen, to feel, to observe. Breathing in, you welcome that energy. moment and kindly ask it to step outside of your bubble. Feeling your energy come back into you. A safe space. A loving space. A protected space. As you sit in this bubble of light, you feel yourself recharged, rebalanced, and coming to your center. Breathing in, you feel that bubble of light getting closer around you, wrapping you up in a warm cocoon. Feeling that light become a part of you now. Breathing in as you exhale, and it absorbs into your skin. Taking a moment now, bringing that light all the way down to your feet. 
connecting with the roots of the earth bringing your chakras to a close but keeping your heart chakra open as you thank the guides the angels the people who have come here today to join you to teach you you thank them for their energy and their kindness and you release it coming back into you back into your space breathing in and exhaling and when you're ready now feeling yourself back into your body physically emotionally and mentally coming back into you back to where you are in your room thanking spirit coming back opening your eyes when you're ready and coming back into you thank you Thanks for joining me today, and for more information about classes I teach or private sessions, please go to theclosetmedium.com.